What's good, everybody? Happy Dr. King Day. Welcome to another episode and another edition of the Amatilaka TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, same man behind the mic, Jai Shields. I got a doozy of a show for you today. I'm going to recap the, the NFC Championship game and the robbery that took place at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome yesterday afternoon. I'm going to touch on Jared Goff outplaying the hall, the potential Hall of Fame and certainly first bout Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees. I'm going to touch on the Chiefs once again going full read, choking another opportunity at a chance of football prosperity. And I'm going to touch on plenty of the heinous, egregious ref ball that took place in a conference championship in the National Football League. First things first. The Saints and Rams game. Ladies and gentlemen, for a good portion of the game, the L.A. Rams were shell-shocked in that game. For the first quarter in that game, the Rams did not have a answer for the level of intensity that the Saints gave them, and not just Saints on the field, but the crowd noise as well. The Los Angeles Rams, for one quarter, did not know how to respond and and could not answer the New Orleans Saints. They were held scoreless through the entire first quarter. Could did not under any circumstances have an answer. Even though the defense made the Saints kick back-to-back field goals in the first quarter, But even then, their offense did not have an answer. They were absolutely dominated in the game. Jared Goff played like a lost, scared, overwhelmed puppy in the game. Absolutely shell-shocked in the Superdome. Did not know how to handle the noise factor. Did not know how to handle that Saints pass rush. Played scared and played timid. But because of the Saints offense that has been inept the last few weeks of the season. Is the reason why really the Saints best chance to put him away was the second half. And the fact that all they could do for the most part was muster up field goals was the reason why the Rams stayed in the game. Is because of the ineptitude of that offense in the first half. But in the first quarter, the Rams did not have an answer for the for the Saints. I mean, it was they were 
but they were start they were like they were packed they were packed together like sardines just trying to hear each other in the huddle. Jared Goff had to get his helmet rewired so the speak so the maximum volume of speaker could be amplified because he couldn't hear over the 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 hyped up pumped up Saints crowd that did a phenomenal job in in uh playing their 12th man role for the Saints yesterday. I mean Andrew Whitworth is like, you know, lean over to a left guard in the center like well, what's going on here? And it's and it was so loud to the point where if you notice Jared Goff wouldn't even, you know, do the do the do the set hut. No, he, he wouldn't even do that. What he would do is what he would do if you notice he was in the shotgun, he would he would try to clap his hands, clap his hands, clap his hands, hoping that this hoping that their center would pick up one of the claps and realize when it's when it's uh, time to uh, snap the ball. But for the first quarter of the game, the Rams, the Rams had no answer for the New Orleans Saints. Second quarter was a little different. Saints offense hit the wall. They didn't put up any points in the second half. Meanwhile, the Saint, meanwhile, the Rams, when they had the ball, even though they only managed to put up ten points, but the defense played. I mean, they played. They played well in the first quarter. Just keeping them in the game at thirteen to nothing. The defense played lights out in the second quarter, putting the Rams in position to kick a field goal and score their first touchdown in the game in the second quarter. And as Sean McVay told, I believe it was Chris Myers of Fox, after in, in the halftime locker room, they they gave they we we felt like we took the Saints' best punch and we're still standing. That's basically what the game was like. Saints came out guns blazing on defense. The crowd was was in a frenzy. Had Jared Goff and the and the, and the offense of the Rams rattled in the game in the first quarter. And because of the Rams defense that has stepped up in these playoffs with Wade Phillips, Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator. Remember, he he was the main guy that led that uh that led that good de- they led that uh, good defense for the 2015 Broncos a few years ago. And if you're a Rams fan, you you feel pretty comfortable about your you uh, you feel pretty comfortable about your chances against New England Patriots because this is the same guy that shut down Tom Brady's uh, Patriots offense for a good portion of the game, especially with that pass rush when they played him in the two when he was a member of the Denver of the, he was a member of the Denver Bron- Denver Broncos three years ago in the 2015 AFC Championship game. But anyway, it's getting off the beaten path. I get to that a little bit later on. Rams defense kept them in the game. It was a defensive fight all the way through. 13-10 at halftime. Rams Rams and uh and Saints both traded a touchdown. But and Jared Goff. What a game he had. 25 for 297 yards and one interception. What a great job Jared Goff did in the game. I mean, I think he, you know, I thought he was a little bit overhyped, a little bit overrated. I think I told you that, you know, Todd Gurley, you know, is their guy who was whatever it was. It just didn't work for him yesterday. 
He had four carries, 10 yards, and a touchdown. He was missing on the field for most of the game. C.J. Anderson, 16 carries, 44 yards. But the game offensively was on the shoulders of Jared Goff, and he proved why that first the first round draft pick was uh, was worth it. He had a good game yesterday. So did Brandon Cooks, who had seven receptions for 107 yards. And Josh Reynolds, whose day wasn't bad either, four receptions, 74 yards. But sadly, I sit here and talk to you today, ladies and gentlemen. Not to talk to you about the phenomenal performance the Rams defense did yesterday. I can't sit up here and talk about how Jared Goff outplayed the first battle Hall of Famer and Drew Brees yesterday. I can't talk about what I think the Rams' chances are of beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I can't talk to you about that. Because... Late in the game, the New Orleans Saints had the football under two minutes left. I think it was one minute and 45 seconds, 49 seconds on the clock. Drew Brees drops back the pass. And looks to his right to find Tommy Lee Lewis. To find Tommy Lee Lewis, who is running his route, gets towards about the five-yard line, and is absolutely clotheslined by... Robbie Coleman. Clotheslined. I mean, the fact that that play took place right in front of the side judge who's looking dead at the play is an utter disgrace that not only a Pass interference penalty was not called on that play. But for the fact that it was helmet to helmet on a defenseless receiver. Was not called. Makes it even more 
disgusting and egregious. Especially when you counter, counter into counter into effect how much the league is now trying to pride itself on player safety and concussions and CTE and all that other and all that other garbage. Yet Tommy Lee Lewis, who is running a route down the sideline, gets clotheslined out of nowhere. Absolutely clotheslined, and no flag was thrown. Is an utter league embarrassment. How in the world, if you're Roger Goodell, if you're Al Riveron, how in the world? Do you let that, do you let A, that officiator to keep officiating, but B, allow it to be so heinous that the play stands? And I know there's a a league official at every game. I mean, when does the league official step in and overrule this and say, and say, these fools got this call wrong on the field? We, we, we're throwing a flag from up here because that is an absolute disgrace. I mean, running his own route and if Robbie Coleman turn, just simply turns his back away, he has his back towards the quarterback. If he turns his back away from the quarterback, he intercepts the ball and takes it back for a pick six and instead we're talking about, talking about how poorly the, uh, the uh, Saints offense uh, was in the game. And as of late. And how the Rams did a phenomenal job after getting punched in the mouth in the first quarter to come back and win the game. But we're not talking about that because the dopey, stupid ref had, had his head in the sand, had swallowed his whistle, or, or, or just plain simply is just stupid. He didn't, he, he didn't throw a flag on one of the most obvious penalties you could ever see in your life. That is an utter disgrace. And Sean Payton had every single right to be livid and to be angry and to be pissed off that a flag was not thrown. Not only did that violate the pass interference rule, but it also violated the helmet to helmet rule, which is even more clear than the pass interference. And he was asked after the game, well, what were you trying to do? That? He admitted he was trying to draw a penalty. So when a guy sits up here and admits in the locker room with the George House trophy and everything else that he was trying to foul him, and they don't foul him, well, come on! And then for Sean Payton, that basically the drop of the hat as soon as as soon as Greg Zerline's uh, kick hits the net, goes through the uprights. As soon as Payton gets, before Sean Payton has a chance to freaking go to the bathroom, he hears from the league official, "Yeah, we maybe screwed up the play." Well, well, thanks, uh, th- uh, thanks, Sherlock, uh, Captain Obvious. I didn't know you screwed it up. What's they gonna do for me now? It's in a period, they're getting their jollies off in the locker room with the George H. House trophy, and we're sitting up here, and everybody else in America is wondering what the heck is going on, and then still pondering reason why a flag wasn't thrown on that play. 
Well, yeah, we might admit, honey. So, well, he better come. Oh, really? Uh, like, I didn't know. Like, I, like I was just screaming and, and getting my blood pressure and getting myself all worked up on the sidelines for my health. What, what an absolute disgrace. And if this guy is officiating next year, that, again, more shame goes on Roger Goodell in the league office. Because that is absolutely disgusting and deplorable that that guy basically took a nat took a championship national conference, the National Football Conference, the NFC Championship, oh, completely stole it from the New Orleans Saints. Stole it from them. It said, Sean, you won nine years ago. McVeigh, golf, your turn. How do you stand right there and miss that? If I can see it in the confines of my own home or 1,500 miles away from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, if I can see it, I know he can see it when he's in this when he's in the arena of the competition is standing five feet away from the dog on play. Yet somehow, somewhere he doesn't decide to throw a flag. If everyone and their grandmother can see it watching on, on the TV set and he can't see it five yards away, what, what is that? What, what, come on. That's a joke. And the league should be embarrassed by that. That a, that, a, that a championship and a spot to play in the Super Bowl came down to the fact that the referee had his hands in between his legs. That is a joke. And with all the things with instant replay and... And uh, and nine thousand camera angles and pylon camera f for the that is a joke. And we and even though because of the stupidity and the plain ignorance of these dopey referees, it's going to have to require something that we didn't want. But in situations like this, it's going to be called for, and it's basically. Like in basketball, everything that goes on on the field is reviewable, penalties included, on on situations like that. But we shouldn't need instant replay for almost everything to hold accountable the stupid idiots that 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 apparently don't know how to do their job very well. And cost the team a championship and a spot to play in the league championship. That is a joke. And that referee, Goodell, and the head of officiating out in uh out on uh Park Avenue up in New York should all absolutely be mortified, embarrassed, and ashamed of themselves. And Goodell our Riveron and that referee should never be allowed to walk the streets again until they all get fired and all publicly and humiliately and really, I don't care how you have to do it, get, get acknowledged for what they did and are held and fully, harshly held accountable for it. Should not be allowed to walk the streets.
and, and these are supposed to be quote unquote all star refereeing crews. Really? So you this was this was an all star refereeing crew. I hate to see I hate to see what your what what your lowest rated crew is like. Cause if your all star rate cause the all star rated crew cost the team a Super Bowl, what the heck what are we supposed to expect with the worst with the worst crew? That is a joke. That was pass interference and helmet to helmet, illegal contact, unnecessary roughness, you know, illegal hit to head, whatever you want to call it. That was all of those violations of those, of those rules to the ninth degree. And somehow, some way, it was not called. And that should it pisses me off as you as 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 you hear and 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 it, and it, and it also does the same for Saints fans and every football fan in America that saw that game outside of Rams fan who not only were the Rams not excuse me not the Rams not only were the Saints cheated of a championship and a jump to the Super Bowl but also we as just pure football fans and sports fans were robbed of a of a fantastic of of a uh, of a fantastic finish to for for a decent part of the game not all but a decent part was a, was a was a good football game we were robbed. I said as soon as Zerline kicked, made a game of field, I said I did not like the way this game ended. I felt robbed and cheated. And every and every person that and every person that doesn't associate with the with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints should feel that way too. Because we were robbed and cheated, all because of a stupid referee who can't who can't get his head from in between his legs, or 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 swallowed his whistle, or 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 got his hands up Sean McVay's hind parts, or whatever, or just plain stupid, blind, and incompetent at his job. He couldn't see it and didn't throw the freaking and didn't throw the dog on penalty flag. And because of that. On top of reasons that the Saints offense was enough in the game. But on top of that, the Saints aren't going to the Super Bowl. And it's an absolute disgrace. Because if they throw that flag, it's first and ten at about the five yard it's first and goal about the five yard line for the Saints. They make the they make the Rams use the rest of their timeouts and they run the clock out and they kick a game winning field goal with at least ten seconds remaining on the clock. Little less. That is a joke. And the fact that a, that a conference championship and a trip to the Super Bowl was decided by the zebras on the field is an absolute utter disgrace. And the league should be ashamed of themselves and should be embarrassed of themselves for a lot for for that this game was tainted in such a way that it was. Because he was so close to it, he might as well have been breathing down Tommy Lee Lewis's neck. He was so close. And the fact that he was so close, you give me and others thinking, well, is the game rigged? Because sports betting is legal now. It's starting to become legal in all 50 states. And, it, and the NFL gets a, gets a piece of the pie with the gambling aspect. You start to think if this thing was fixed and if it was rigged. Because if you're that close, and because if you're that close and call yourself a quote-unquote officially licensed and trained NFL referee, you're that close to miss such a and, and miss such a flagrant form of pass interference and helmet to helmet 
there has to be something going on. And it should call for an NFL and FBI investigation. That's right, I said it, the FBI. If they can investigate and if they can fought around with with uh, with uh, players getting paid through shoe companies and and signing agents while they're in college and them doing things that's illegal to the NCAA but doesn't affect the actual product on the field, if they can fought around and investigate that while letting Nicholas Cruz shoot up a shoot up a school and then take a knives and guns to school they can they can spend their time and investigate their high part and get their high parts to down in New Orleans and investigate this because this actually has to deal with, with with the integrity of the game and the morality of the game and the morality and the integrity of the sport what a joke I mean, th that really, really bothers me. That you are five feet away and somehow somebody missed that goal. What are you looking at? What, what was she daydreaming? Looking for no. Well, what gumbo am I, what gumbo am I going to have on Bourbon Street at, at a local restaurant later tonight? What song I'm a jam to on Bourbon Street when the games are... I mean, what in the world are you looking at? That you cannot call that penalty. That is a joke. He should be fired immediately for missing that. No questions asked. Take his... Take And, and take away his license to, to, uh, to referee football games. NFL... College, high school, peewee. I don't give a crap if it's Pop Warner. He should never be allowed to referee a football game ever again. Ever. Go to the switch gears to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Played in the NFC, the, excuse me, in the AFC Championship game. Yes, against the New England Patriots. And to say the least, they didn't get robbed like the Saints did. But they did what Andy Reid coach teams do best. They choked. And went full read a gain. In case you're not familiar with the YouTuber urinating tree, going full read means that a that means that when a foot is means that a football team coached by Andy Reid chokes in the clutch in such a painful, egregious fashion that you don't even call it choking, you call it going full read. That's what it that that when so when I say going full read, it means an Andy Reid coach team choked to the ninth degree. And boy did they ever choke. Boy, did they choke. 
It ain't choke in the first half because you can't choke unless you don't have the lead. So it ain't choke in the first half. But when Patrick Mahomes put up 31 points in the second half and put up 24 points in the fourth quarter, was 30 for 46. Excuse me, that's uh, Brady says, excuse me. He was, this is Patrick Mahomes. Was 16 for 31, 295 passing yards and three touchdowns. And then if you had a Patriots defense and allow Sony Michelle to, to, to have 29 carries and rush for 113 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And allows Tom Brady to throw over 348 passing yards and a touchdown. And oh, by the way, allows Julian Edelman to have a 7 reception 96 yard day, basically making his Paycheck off of third and long, which I don't know how many times the Chiefs blew in that fourth quarter. I don't know how many times on third on third and ten, third and eight, third and seven, third and twelve. They let Brady had all day to pass because that Chiefs defensive line was so non-existent. I have to I have to check the highlights to see if they were even there because Brady had plenty of time to get rid of the football and when he did he found Julian Edelman or Ron Gronkowski hasn't been relevant in a game since it seems like November he he had plenty of action and, and kept drives going on third and longs and completing passes thrown in the middle of the field. Brady had all day to throw with that non-existent pass rush that the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line had. What an absolute disgrace. And, it, and, and people said, quote-unquote, that the best part about their defense was the defensive line. Oh, really? I mean, Tom Brady had, had an eternity to throw the football. And that disgusting chief secondary looked like Swiss cheese out in the middle of the field, holes all over the place. Was 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 letting Tom Brady cherry pick and dominant Duncan on him every single chance he got. Throwing at the Edelman, Gronkowski. I mean, he was all over the place throwing the football. Not not necessarily throwing the ball deep, but just. It'll be like, Edelman, here, you get the ball. Gronk, you get it. Hogan, you get some. Burkett, you get some. Cordell Patterson, here you go. I mean, really, how bad can you be as a Chiefs defense? That god-awful pass rush. I mean, can somebody get to Brady, please? And then the one time they tried to get to him, oh, yeah, more ref ball strikes again in these conference championship games. How in God's name do you call roughing the passer on that? So now, so now, driving an offensive lineman back and swiping at Tom Brady's shoulder pad trying to knock the ball out is now considered roughing the passer. Are you kidding me? Where roughing the passer is now if you swipe at Tom Brady's shoulder pad. That is now considered roughing the passer. You 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 must be kidding me.
You must be kidding me. How in the world is that roughing the passer? And you and you, and you wonder why some people think the game might be rigged or there's a little favoritism involved with the Patriots. And the ratings and them making the most money and Brady and everything else. Because you have these stupid officials who who don't know apple cider from apple vinegar calling that a roughing the passer penalty. It was bad enough the roughing the passer penalty was basically called on routine textbook tackles that we saw earlier in the season with Clay Matthew with Clay Matthews and others. Where basically if you wrap up the quarterback and you and you quote unquote land on him, it's roughing the passer. It's, it's bad enough it's bad enough that was called roughing the passer. It's bad enough that was called roughing the passer. But for the idea that all you have to do is is swipe at Brady's shoulder pad and try to get the football. The idea that that is rough to the passer is so unbelievably mind-bogglingly bad, you can't even wrap your head around it. You that is roughing the passer. You must, you must, you must be kidding me. And you wonder why people don't kind of get, kind of sort of get the feeling that this, some of the stuff might be fixed. Because what happened on that same drive, pass went down, went down to go score a touchdown. I mean, that is an absolute utter disgrace. Another one by the officials that has done nothing but infiltrated and not only plagued this season with their continuous, heinous, egregious ref ball. Not, it was only a, it's infiltrated its way during the regular season. It was only a matter of time till it stuck its, till it reared its ugly head again and cost the team a shot in the playoffs. And it kind of sort of laid low a little bit in the first two rounds. Oh, boy, we in for a doozy for championship Sunday. On your, on your little cute little poster boy, Tom Brady. Oh, we can't have Tom Brady in any means be in, be in the state of harm's way. He's our little handsome prince poster boy. God forbid we have anyone breathe on Tom Brady. He is our cute little adorable puppy. Ladies love him. Ooh, Tom Brady. Oh, he's Prince Charming. Oh, he's so handsome. Shut up. I want to hear all that garbage. Swiping at a shoulder pad trying to get the dog on football. You call that rough in the past. Are you drunk? 
And the referee that threw a, then actually gave it thought of it, of it being rough in the passer needs to be checked and investigated too. For trying to rig a game. Because that was just as heinous as and egregious as what happened in New Orleans. The idea that that is roughing the passer. Bad enough. Bad enough. A, re- a regular fundamental football tackle was considered roughing the passer back in September and October. Basically wrapping up the quarterback and quote unquote driving him into the ground cost 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 your uh, uh, defense fifteen yards. Bad enough, but now basically to the point where swiping at Tom Brady's shoulder trying to get the football is now roughing the passer. He didn't he, he laid literally laid a hand on him. Didn't even try to wrap him up to tackle. Didn't wrap him up and slam him down as a cheap shot. Didn't level him with a shoulder pad or, or helmet-to-helmet contact. You call that, yet you're the same league that turns around and doesn't throw a flag on Tommy Lee Lewis literally getting clotheslined, trying to catch the football under two minutes to go in an NFC championship game. But the Chiefs still went full read. Let's not forget it. And the fact that Bob Sutton still has his job at the time right now, the time recording is 7.04 p.m. the day after the game is utterly shocking that he still has his job because that was an absolute disgrace of how that defense performed. No pass rush. Gave up so many, gave a more, thir- gave a more third down conversions than you could sh- shake your stick at. New England, sixty eight percent on third downs. New England time of possession for New England, forty three minutes and fifty nine seconds. Patriots total yards, 524. Really? Really? With a defense that was ranked better than my hapless, disgusting Cincinnati Bungles? Really? After you make everyone fall for fool's gold by shutting down Andrew Luck, you turn around and play Tom Brady knowing good and well you're going to have to get a pass rush up on, up on him and knowing good and well you're going to have to stop the quick little check downs and stop him on third down. You, you know all that. You know good and well you need to do all that in order for you to win the game. Yet you literally allow Tom Brady and everybody else to have a field day against your defense. Are you seriously now? He, along with the other two officials and and the head of officiating and Goodell, should all be look should all be looking at the unemployment line. Cause with the ref ball that happened in that Chiefs game, on top of that disgusting defensive performance, I don't see how the world the Chiefs were even were were made it into overtime. 
other than the fact that the Patriots defense basically fell apart and collapsed like a cheap tent and let and let uh Patrick Mahomes put on a put on a quarterback clinic in the fourth quarter. And your defense is so bad that literally the coin toss, the coin toss decides the game. Because the Chiefs defense didn't have problems stopping the Patriots all night. So what made you think it was going to be any different in overtime? What a joke. I mean, just marching down the field. Just, oh my, it, it, if you're a Patriot hater or if you're a Chiefs fan, it made you sick watching that. Sick. Made you physically sick watching Tom Brady slice and dice that Chiefs defense as if it as if. He was making a salad, chopping up his carrots and romaine lettuce. I mean, third and nine. Brady drops back to pass. Edelman, middle of the field, wide open, first down. Third and 10 at the Chiefs 45 in overtime. Brady dropping back to pass. Looking. Edelman. First down again. Third and 10 on one more time. At the Chiefs 30. What happens again? Edelman. First down again. You must be kidding me. All those third downs I just named. And never once could you stop them. Third and ten, third and ten, third and ten. Brady all day to throw. Chiefs pass rush non-existent. Throws the um in the middle of the field like it's nothing to to dr- drive down the field. What an absolute joke. Got sliced and diced like a bunch of vegetables in that game. And then just the total non-discipline of the Chiefs and that player, uh, Jones, lining up in the neutral zone. Once again, the Chiefs being unbuttoned and undisciplined, like most Andy Reid coach teams are, them being unbuttoned and undisciplined and not having their head on straight cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Even after fighting off ref ball and Patrick Mahomes basically putting on an offensive clinic in the fourth quarter. Chiefs Chiefs 
not being buttoned up, undisciplined, and he stupidly, stupidly, stupidly lines up in a neutral zone, costing the Chiefs a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So idiotic. So idiotic. Lines up in the neutral zone. Can you get your head from in between your legs? Wake up and smell the coffee. Be aware of your surroundings. Look around and see where you are lined up on the field. I mean, he has his hand right in the neutral zone. Come on. It's just as dumb and just as stupid and just as that unbuttoned, undisciplined Chiefs football that we saw a few years back when Eric Fisher basically put James Harrison in a chokehold, keeping them from winning the game in the division around a few years ago when they lost in 2016 when they lost to the Steelers at home. Let's not forget that either. Eric Fisher basically had James Harrison in a chokehold got called for a holding penalty, and the Chiefs ended up losing the game. Well, I think it was they went for two, got it, called back because of the holding, went for two again, and failed, and and the Steelers won the game. Chiefs going full read, heinous ref ball, and and the possibility that the NFL might be rigged. That's what you can get out of this opening monologue. I'll touch on the winners, on the Pats, and Rams right after this. Welcome back to Amatelica TIS Podcast. Real quick, before I get into the Pats and Rams, and I'm mating up in the Super Bowl for the second time in this millennium, just want to go over Andy Reid's history coaching in the National Football League, shall we? He was hired in 99 by the Philadelphia Eagles. Give him a break. He finished 5-11 that year. Last place in the NFC East. 2000, they went 11-5. Second place in the NFC East. Lost to the Giants in the divisional game. 2002, they won the division. Had the same record at 11-5. Lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. 2002. 12 and 4, first NFC East, choke to the Buccaneers. Again, for the third straight time in a row, they win the East and once again lose in the NFC Championship game. Three years in a row, they lose in the NFC Championship game. This time to the Carolina Panthers. Oh four. They lose to the Patriots because of poor clock management on the hat on the account of Andy Reid. 2005 and 7, they don't make the playoffs. 2006, lose to the Saints in the divisional round. 8, they go to the NFC Championship game. Once again, choke and lose. So you, so you, so you see the pattern going on. You see the pattern that if you pay attention, you see the pattern that's going on here. Eagles, 11 and 5, 2009, second NFC East, lose to the Cowboys. 2010, lose to the Packers, NFC wildcard game. 2011, they go 8 and 8. 2012, they go 4 and 12. Phillies had enough to kick them out. 
Kansas City. 11-5, second NFC West, lose to the Colts in the wildcard game. 2014-97, missed the playoffs. 2015, second in the West, 11-5, lose to the Patriots once again. Jan 16-12-4, first in the East. Eric Fresher gets, puts, uh, puts Harrison in a chokehold. Lose to the Steelers in the division round. 2017, first in the West. Blow a 20 to nothing lead and, and go full read in that game and lose to the Titans. This year, Jared Goff plays his heart out in the fourth quarter. And they go and the defense goes full read and lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game last night. So you see the pattern that's going on with Andy Reid not being able to win in big games. Choking in the clutch and poor time management. In some way, somehow, he should have called a timeout during that overtime drive as that Chiefs defense absolutely getting worked and picked to shreds by Tom Brady last night on that overtime drive. And to talk about about the overtime rules, listen. I kind of see both both sides of the coin. I see how it's unfair how the potential NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance to touch the football. I understand how it isn't fair when it comes to that. And how basically if you go down to, on your first shot, score a touchdown, you win the game. I understand how that's some how that's unfair. I understand how in college they basically go to a team scores and stops them on the next offense possession and they win the game. I understand that college, you know, has the best overtime rules. College football, I understand that compared to yeah, I understand that. But also understand people who say you don't want them, you don't want to win the game. Keep him out the end zone. Also understand that side of the argument. So either way, I'm okay with either or. If they change it to make it like college, where if they score a touchdown, you have a chance to score a touchdown and tie it. And you have a chance to score a touchdown and tie it. You win the game. And, you know, you trade off until a team stops scoring. I have no problem if they change it to the way college does it. And I have no problem if they keep it the way it is. Because, yes, it's unfair, but the defense has to stop them. Period. Bottom line. You hold the pitches to a field goal, and you still have a chance. It's like field goal or touchdown hook by crook, you're doomed. Like the way it used to be. Stop him or force a turnover yourself. Or, or try to take the ball and you go back the other way. So, I have no problems if they change it or if they keep the way it is. What I do have a problem with is the heinous rough ball that has plagued this NFL season and eventually, as it was doomed to be, reared its ugly head and and stole a championship away from the Saints and played a huge part in aiding Tom Brady once again to the Super Bowl. Like the tuck rule did back in 2001. That bogus, asinine rule that quote-unquote deeply existed in the rule book. But anyway, I leave that at rest.
to rest. But the New England Patriots are still in the Super Bowl. Ooh, 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 ooh. The New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, you make me sick. Disgusted. I'm disgusted that once again, for a third straight season in a row, Tom Brady's happy hips is going to be back in the Super Bowl again. And for the what the what the fourth time in the last five seasons this is going to be in the Super Bowl. Oh, just it just just absolutely makes me sick. I want to vomit that he's in the Super Bowl again. Come on, Chiefs! God, man, come on. I sit here and put up, put up with them for another week, for excuse me, for another two weeks, and hearing the media bloviate and and and, and give Tom Brady a a a a, a proverbial medic Manny Petty and a, and a massage and 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 give him special attention and everything else. I gotta sit there and put up with that once again for a third year in a row. I have to put up with this. For a third year in a row for two weeks, I got to listen to the media pander and, 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 and kiss Brady's rear end. So his hind parts shows up on, on, the, on, the, on a little dopey show for five minutes. I got to sit up here and put up with that again for another two weeks. And, and, hear, and, and, and hear the skip bases of the world who loves Tom Brady as if he's their dad or somebody. And got to listen to how Tom Brady's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I can sit up and listen to that for another two weeks. And got to, and got to all of a sudden hear about how Tom Brady's this great family man when he's had babies with multiple women. And I have to hear about how Tom Brady is, is such a model citizen, yet he lied repeatedly and destroyed his cell phone over the flake and and bid for all intents and purposes had the it was you know for all intents and purposes blew off Obama at the White House. I have to hear about how Tom Brady such a great fabulous person. I have to hear and, and have to say expect Tom Brady to be so down to earth and be so one of us. Oh my, oh Tom, oh, I got to sit here and put up with that for another two weeks for a third consecutive year in a row. I have to put up with that. Really? With the Tom Brady pandering and, and catering? We all know he's great. But gee whiz, can you quit with, with, with the pandering and, 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 with, and, with the hot, and with the booty kissing that y'all do to him, please? Can y'all stop? Can, can you stop? Can you stop pandering and and massaging and and giving and giving stupid special attention to Tom Brady? Can you please? A the dude ain't even all that all attractive and all that good looking. And for one, yes, we all know he's great, but at the same time, don't act like that. 
through his greatness, he hasn't been aided by the refs or inferior competition at the same time. So don't so don't sit up here and say how he how he's how he's great and how he's this and how he's that. Yet he plays a yet he plays the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills twice a year. If he played in the if he played in the AFC North, Tom Tom Brady wouldn't be as great as 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 he is now playing in that weak division. So let's so let's not lose in the sense, yeah, Tom Brady may be great, but let's not lose sight of the idea that he's been aided by ref ball and rigging of the league, rigging of the sport, rigging of the league, and aided because of the fact he also plays in a weak division. Now let's not be naive and let's not be stupid and call a spade a spade. Because if you played in the same division for twenty years with the with, against the Jets against the Jets Dolphins and Bills, you'd be pretty successful too. And if and if you and if your head coach uh, taped walk take teams walkthroughs and and stole teams playbooks and 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 deflated footballs, you, I get you'd have a little bit of success too. If you were propelled to Super Bowl because of some bonehead, asinine, bogus, dopey, quote-unquote rule that deeply existed in the rulebook and raised its ugly head until that particular game, trust me, you'd have some success too. Matter of fact, you wouldn't even be in the situation that you're in if had not a certain had not a certain quarterback by the name of Drew Bledsoe not not caught a, a case of bad luck and and got and and got knocked out the game back in two thousand and one. You wouldn't even have had the chance if Drew Bledsoe was healthy. You wouldn't even have gotten a shot. And the idea, and the idea that everybody looks at Brady as an underdog is a complete abomination and a, and a complete bunch of smoke and mirrors and and fabrications. We're an underdog. God, give me a break. Tell me, you ain't gonna be underdogs in a Rams game. I can tell you that much. Underdog. Give give me a break. You've you've went to two straight Super Bowls. You've won five of them. You've appeared in eight up until last night. You've appeared in eight Super Bowls in your career. You've won five of them. You've been in eight straight. You've been in eight straight uh, AFC Championship games. You mean to sit up here and tell me with a straight face that you're an underdog? Tom Brady, shut up and get lost, will you please? Anybody finna and trying to hear and try to hear and try to hear you blow smoke all up our hind parts to get us to like you? Well, they root, well, they root for the Eagles because they had the underdogs last year. Let's say like we're the underdogs too. Maybe America will accept us. No, we hate you just as we hate you just as much, if not more. Underdog my f- oh my underdog my foot, uh, give me a break underdog. Please, and this guy and then I got sent up in him after the game talking about talk about I love my wife I love my kids I love my shut up Tom, 
Please, shut up. Because I'm so sick of you, and I'm so doggone disgusted at you. I I can barely stand to look at you. I want to take my fist through the TV screen every single time your ugly face is on. Just shut Give me your thoughts about the game. Give me your thoughts about the game and you playing in your third straight Super Bowl and, and, your, and your ninth ever Super Bowl. Other than that, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Just shut up. Give me your thoughts on the game. I could care less about what you think about your dopey kids and your wife that makes that makes twice as much money as you do. I could care less about that. Give me your thoughts on the game. I don't want to hear you talk about your dopey mother. I could care less about your fat old sack of a father. I don't care about your dopey kids that you had with three other models. I, I could care less about what you feel about Giselle. That's a personal business between a man and his wife. I, I, that's not none of my business, none of our business. I don't care. Just give me your thoughts on the game. Raise your little stupid Lamar Hunt trophy and get the heck on up out of the locker room and get off my television set so I can go to bed. I don't. I don't need to hear about what you think about your kids or your family. I love my wife. I love my kids. Well, gee whiz, what what man who who's who's mar- who's married and has kids doesn't love their wife and kids? Is water wet? Is is the pope? Is the pope Catholic? I mean, I, who do you, you love? Your wife, your kids. You're married to a Brazilian supermodel, Giselle Bunchen, and have and have kids with other supermodels, including her. What, what the heck you mean? What the heck you mean? You, you love your wife and kids? It's Christmas, December twenty fifth. I mean, what does that have to do with anything? Yet he yet he wonders why the guy gets hated so much. Why does everybody else hate me? Cause you pro- cause you project yourself like a rear end of a of a you project you project yourself of a of a of a east end of a westbound horse. That's why. I sit up here and put up with them in a third straight Super Bowl. Y'all need to pray for me. Switching gears to Los Angeles Rams. They're in their super. They're in the Super Bowl for the first time uh, since two th- since two thousand and one when they played these very same Patriots. I believe it's the first time that the Los Angeles Rams have been in the Super Bowl since I believe nineteen seventy nine. I think. Yes, 1979. So, you have that. Their first time in the Super Bowl. Rams, first time in the Super Bowl since 2001, back when they were in St. Louis. Last time, uh, the first time, excuse me, the Rams have been in the Super Bowl in... In... uh, 39 years when they when they played in Los Angeles of course so back in 1979 was the last time the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl they lost to the Steelers in Super Bowl 14 by the final score of 31 to 19 but it's the first time the Rams overall have been in the Super Bowl since 2001 congratulations to Jared Goff who outplayed Drew Brees in the game 
congratulations to him. Well deserved. He put the team on his back and came and took that punch that the Saints gave him in the first quarter and kept on fighting. Big big major props to him. He had a he had a good game. Twenty five for forty two hundred and ninety seven passing yards, a touchdown interception. Major props to him. Outplayed Drew Brees. Outplayed Drew Brees, which is even major props to him. Him basically looking like a complete bust uh, a few years back. Now all of a sudden he's thirteen and three and now playing in his first Super Bowl is something to behold. And uh, huge props to Sean McVay, even though he didn't coach his best game of the year either. But congratulations to him and making a Super Bowl. And just I and I just I believe this is his second or third season as head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. But anyway, mates, congratulations to him. Congratulations to former Bengals, uh, former Bengals players, uh. Rex Burkhead of the uh, New Orleans pa- of New Orleans Patriots, <laughs> the New England Patriots, and congratulations to my man Andrew Whitworth, longtime Bengal left tackle, who just who a few weeks ago in the Cowboys game won his first playoff game. Now all of a sudden he's playing in his first Super Bowl, so I'm pulling for him. And I hope that the Rams can win this game, even though I don't think they have much of a chance. I mean, I thought the Chiefs have a chance in the uh, Patriot game, but they didn't. But they ended up losing. I thought the Chargers had a chance, and they got whooped. So, what the heck do I know? But I'm be pulling for the Rams. They're our last hope to defeat the the evil empire. It's the New England Patriots. I'm pulling for them. Uh, Fanjie Whitworth and the fact that they're playing the Patriots and I'm pulling for them because the Bengals soon to be future uh, head coach, their quarterback coach, I believe, Zach Taylor. I know his last name is Taylor. First name is Zach, I'm pretty sure. But he will have to, me and other Bengals fans and Bengals organizations going to have to wait two weeks from, is going to have to wait two weeks from at the latest next Tuesday or Wednesday in order for us to get our new NFL, uh, not NFL, but in order for us to get our new head coach. So shout out to him. Shout out to Sean McVay once again. He is now as his in his second season of being the Los Angeles Rams head coach, playing, not playing, but coaching in his first Super Bowl. Congratulations to him. And happy birthday to Sean McVay, who turns 33 in three days. Just want to get that on the board. Um, There'll be plenty of time for me to give you my thoughts and dissect the game itself. Uh, Stay tuned for episodes at the end of the week on at the end of the week, this this upcoming weekend, as well as Super Bowl week the week after. I'll give you all all and plenty of my thoughts, and trust me, well, I'll dissect and break down the uh, 53rd Super Bowl for you between the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. But back-to-back days, back-to-back episodes, I enjoyed doing it. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, One more game to go. One more game left in the NFL season in Super Bowl 53. Two teams left. 
let we'll I'll break it down for you plenty coming up. But until then, I'm your host Jai Shields. Subscribe, leave a leave a rating and a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. But subscribe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. God bless. Have a great week, everybody. Y'all take care.